Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we are discussing Daredevil Season 3, Episode 1, Resurrection. I am so excited. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew. And I'm Jeff Randall. So, Jeff, Daredevil Season 2 is out. Or Season 3. Season 2 has been out, man. Sorry, jumped backwards in time. Um... (laughs) So just just right off the top, spoiler alert, everybody. Well, first let's talk. Uh, not spoiler alert. Let's talk about quality. Let's talk about quality. I think they've done it again. If we want to talk about quality, we talk about the Daredevil series. Yes, that's usually how it's um, been. But now I it's think been th- season yeah, three is what we talk about. Right. Um, the thing that I I I, I was immediately taken by was the the way they made me care about Matt Murdock again. I, I haven't seen him in a long time, uh, especially in a Daredevil series. Uh, it's, been, it's been a while since season two, and I was a little, I don't know, I just, I wasn't disinterested, but I wasn't, yeah, I, I wasn't like, I can't wait to see good old Matt Murdock. I, I don't know, I guess I kind of was, but I, I wasn't emotionally there. Yeah. Like, I was, I was intellectually excited about the series coming back because I know it's been good in the past. But like it's been a while since I really have seen what they've done with the character and really felt Matt Murdock's pain. It's been two and I a was, half years since season two. Yeah, I was immediately wrapped by the series. Um, I was completely ensconced in my in Daredevil world. Um, there's a one shot that we'll talk about after spoiler alerts. But they've uh, they've they've employed this technique this season of flashbacks, sort of in the moment where he's thinking about something. Yeah, and they've flashed back to previous seasons and previous moments to kind of connect them to what's going on now, and it, it it's very very emotionally effective, and and in a way that like is set up setting up thematic things that Daredevil has to go through, and I'm just man, they not 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 a whole lot happened this episode. And I am completely in. They just they took the time, as always, to set up the character in a way that makes me truly care. And I, I'm I'm completely in for the ride on season three. It's really nice to hear you so positive about a first episode of a series. <laughs> <It's season three. laughs> hey, I've never never really been negative about a first episode of Daredevil. Um, but yes, I, I, I'm definitely more excited than I was for uh, good old Iron Fist. Uh, but yeah, I, j- I am so excited. What about you, man? What do how, how'd you feel quality wise? The, the series quality wise, it's, it's emotionally trying and that is amazing because, you know, in the first episode of something, you usually set up the story and kind of like you move pieces around, you intrigue people. You don't like right. break their hearts. You don't yeah. tear their hearts out and show it to them. And that's something that they've always done. The first episode of Daredevil is 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 him sitting in that. Uh, the first episode of the first season is him sitting in that confession booth, and it it immediately makes me love him and care about him and care about his struggle between light and darkness, his struggle between like uh, between being the man he wants to be and like. <clears throat> accomplishing what he wants to accomplish in Hell's Kitchen. And uh this this season has done it again. All of those same themes are there and I care about them in, in a way that you know I, I probably haven't since season one. I, I just I'm so excited about, yeah. about I this mean, season. 
right off the bat, they're killing it yeah. again. So if you haven't watched it yet, go watch the episode one. We're about to spoil it. Uh, spoiler alert. As of now, three, two, one. He's alive. He's alive. <laughs> the spoiler, I mean, we knew that, at, for the we end knew of that at the end of Dead, at the end of Defenders, but uh, you know, we didn't know how, and right. they so gracefully showed us how. Yeah, uh, I, I gotta say, I, I hate to hit on. Hit you didn't on, appreciate it. Hit on, a, hit on a negative right away, uh, but the, the thing is, when he, when he blew up under that building, uh, they were like hundreds and hundreds of feet under the earth if you remember like that long elevator and they were like how far does this go down and they dropped yeah. that thing and it never t- it never hit and he was just like it's really deep you know like th- th- yeah. that hole was really deep and i forget ex- i don't know if they ever said exactly how deep but like they they kind of acted like oh it exploded and he just washed sideways into this thing and I was like, uh, mm, he'd have to go up a ways and then over and then drain. Like, he ended up on the surface. That was a long time underwater. And then the little bit they showed him underwater, he was, like, drifting downward. I was like, the physics of this are not really making sense to me. Uh, but I'm sure, like, I head cannon away that maybe he, like, flooded up first through that shaft and then <laughs> sideways yeah. somehow. It it was just a little, uh, I was like, mm. graceful yes it was it was a beautiful scene and like really well shot and like uh i I was impressed with the uh i guess the cgi or whatever they were doing for all those underwater scenes yeah great use of effects great use of effects but just from like continuity wise i don't know (laughs) it's it's a little hard to uh to to buy into it yeah a little little bit a little bit but i but i yeah i i actually uh, my my thinking originally was that like Electro was going to pull him out, but I guess they don't want to. They don't want you to know if Electro's alive or not, and I, and I think yeah. that's 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 yeah. probably a valid thing because I I hope they don't reveal her. I, I don't know if she is alive. I, I I don't know from comics. I don't know from anything, but I'm assuming she is just from like <laughs> the show. I don't feel like was done with her. Um, and, and if she is, I kind of hope they don't bring her back this season. I hope they I hope we get like like two seasons without her, he becomes who he, like he kind of like comes into his own as daredevil, like balances the Matt Murdock and the devil. Like he really like comes into his own and then she comes back and like, and he has to go through that trial. Like that would be more effective to me. I really like when they, when they make a villain go away or like not even a villain, a, a, an intriguing character like that with sort of a dark side, when they make them go away, I really like when they show up like way later. Yeah. Yeah. And, I'm sure an actress who plays Electra probably doesn't want to hear that, but like I think just from a character perspective, that's that's a cool way to do it. Like let let her let let me forget about Electra and then bring her back and be like, boom, drop that Electra. <laughs> let, let Matt, not just Matt, but Matt, forget about Electra. That's right, right, right. Let let him like, oh, man. Can you imagine if he like got over all of this? He learned to balance himself. He gets with Karen, like. Like he's he has he has he built a whole life and then Electra shows back up like that would be would be intense. Would I'd be love to intense. see Karen just sock Electra in the face. Yeah, wouldn't do anything, but I would, I would love to see it. She wouldn't sock her; she'd shoot her. That's Karen. Yeah, <laughs> that's Karen. That old gun wielding Karen. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like the Wild West out here. <laughs> um. Okay. So 
what, uh, what, let's, let's talk, let's get, let's get real specific. Uh, the scene I was talking about, the shot I was talking about that won me over this season, uh, was Daredevil on the ground saying I'm blind and it cutting to him as a child saying I'm blind, I'm blind. I can't see. Oh yeah. I can't, I can't that's see. What it was. I can't see. I can't see. Oh man. Him being shocked that he can't see when obviously he hasn't seen in a long time, but uh, this, the, the, the idea that his power's gone, his hearing's gone. Um, he's, he's, he's lost his ability to see once again and, yep. and just connecting it back to that child. Like that was in the first couple moments of the episode. And I was just like, my heart was in, my heart was fully sold on this episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just, I was total. I'm totally bought in that yeah. moment on. I'm, uh, I'm really glad that the, uh, the powers like weren't immediately restored. It was kind of, a, it was a slow burn to get them to get back to, uh, you know, hearing properly and it's right. still not quite there. Yeah. At the end of the episode. I think he's not going to be fully back for the whole season or, or, oh, yeah. or for a while. Like, I think that this is going to be an ongoing thing, which I think is good for him to have sort of consequences for having sacrificed his body to save the city, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I thought it was really funny and really gross though. Uh, whenever he was like, what's this? Oh, a neti pot. And then like, you know, tilts it and washes out his nose and is just like explosive, just all of the blood. And I'm like, well, that's why you just taste blood and ash. You're, you're stopped up there, kiddo. Yeah, that was, that was, that was pretty funny. And like unexpected. <laughs> yeah. It was real gross. Real gross. Real, real gross. I, I'm glad I'm not uh, more susceptible to that kind of grossness, but I can imagine someone just being like, okay, I'm done with the show. Oh, that was disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's like, oh, you gotta, you gotta plumb the works there, guy. That's, that's how you, that's how you get all that out. And, uh, ooh, it was, it was rough seeing that, but it was great to, uh, to like the interactions between him and the, the nun. I, I'm assuming that sister Mary, um, but the nun that he's, that he's speaking with, like, the whole, all of it between him and her has me completely sold as far as, uh, you know, just wanting more character interaction. Like this entire season could just be him and her like having a, uh, a duke it out, like get him back to being okay spiritually thing. And they, he could never go outside and I would watch the entire thing and be ecstatic. Yeah. I really love, the way religion functions in this show and the way they treat religious characters. Um, they're not perfect by any means. Uh, they're not, uh, overly, overly, I don't know, pious or righteous to the point that like it turns you off. They just, they just do religion on the show really well. And these, and these, um, the, the priest and the, and the nun have both been really cool characters. I think it was, uh, I think it was Matthew West Fox on our show a couple weeks ago saying how he wanted the priest back. And I'm like, you gotta, you got the, the nun instead. I mean, the priest is back obviously, but he's not been around to chat that much, but the nun is back. And it's like just that same sort of like, uh, resonating, um, with the, and now that I'm thinking about it, I think Matthew West Fox may have said that on his own show. Uh, and I just remember, <laughs> I just remember hearing it. So if you want to hear what I'm talking about, see three episodes ago or whatever of the, uh, superhero ethics podcast. Um, but yeah, it, it was, uh, it, I'm, I'm really glad they're back. Cause that, that to me, I mean, that first conversation in the confessional 
is such a core uh core moment for the show it created it's the super Daredevil powerful character. super powerful and and i mean he said he talks about his dad um would get knocked down and then he'd get up and have the devil in him you're never um, going to keep him down yeah and then the the the, the <laughs> The nun says in this episode, um, you got, I saw your father get knocked down a bunch of times, but I never saw him stay down. And like, she's saying it as like an uplifting thing, but the way he hears that is like, is like that. Oh, that's the devil in him though. Like there's this, there's all this depth to his relationship with his father and his father as a boxer and what that meant. And like, uh, the violence that also existed in this loving man, like it's just just good stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's really like you see him battling like what's okay, and I mean obviously he's always been battling what's okay, but like here again he's like, well you know I've taken this as far as I have, like I needed I guess I need to take this farther or maybe I don't need to take this farther like what how far is it okay because Frank Castle did a thing and everybody kind of loved him <laughs> and then like we had to do such such things to to protect the city from the hand like they were going too far is it okay for me to go just a little bit farther and she's just like box go box yeah She's like, I think she's encouraging, in a way, the darker side of him without realizing it or something. I don't know. I think she realizes exactly what she's doing. She's like, you, you're a hero. Go be a hero. Just, you know, also remember that you're a good man. Yeah. It just seems so far like she's more encouraging the <laughs> well yeah yeah no i guess she's she's giving him the cross and trying to encourage him in both directions and like it, that's the thing she's not encouraging him to give it up she's 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 being this like interesting voice for him to become the man she thinks he should be which is which is the hero of hell's kitchen like the the, the devil of hell's kitchen really uh, and it's it's just interesting um it's interesting i don't know and I, I loved, but there's obviously some reticence in her, I think, because when the the priest drops him off, she says, you've done and haven't you done enough or something like that. And like, <laughs> it's kind of like, she's like, you're out there encouraging this guy to do this. Um, I don't know, but now she's doing the same thing. I think really more than anything, she just wants him to find himself. And if he finds himself in being a hero, then that's where he finds himself. And she she just wants that to happen. Yeah, I definitely want more conversations between them. And I, I, I know that we'll get them. Oh um, yeah, but I want to hear specifically like what her perspective on all this is because at the moment, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of warring ideas within me from things she said and things that are just my own assumptions on what a religious person on a show would say like there's, right and, and i don't think they're going any sort of stereotypical route with them I, I really love i love how they're treating it yeah 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 yep 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 i am man this this season this this show yep the show is great the show the show is so damn good and we haven't even talked about like how wilson fisk is coming back into it yeah. 
was it was it last episode or something we talked about our rankings of our Netflix shows because someone else sent that in and we talked about it. Yeah, it was after, it was the Iron so. Fist feedback episode. We talked about our rankings of what se- what shows we liked best and what seasons we liked best. And and I was you know I I think Daredevil season one is still my favorite for a while, but I was I was bouncing around Punisher and Daredevil and I and I was, um, but man. Uh, this this has reminded me how much I love Daredevil, and I'm sure season two of Punisher will do the same thing. And that's what I want out of these shows. I want when I'm in them to feel completely in them, and realize the bigger universe exists. But I want the shows themselves to support the weight of the of of me sitting for 13 hours and watching them. You know, I don't I don't want to have yeah. to feel the whole time like, yeah, but Luke Cage might show up, and how cool is that? Um, and I I think most of the Marvel shows do that well, and most of the Marvel movies do that well, and that's. That's what you want is a sh- is a show or a movie that is so good on its own that it is so watchable and and great. But you got this in the back of your head that at any point this is in the same universe as all this other stuff, and it could they could fl- Thor could fly by if he wanted to, you know. And that's that's the fun of this connected universe. But they don't rely too heavily on that in these shows. They really make a show that's just worth watching. Yeah. Especially this one. Yeah, absolutely. We haven't talked about Karen and Foggy at all. Oh, we haven't talked about Karen and Foggy at all. God, that made me tear up. <laughs> me too. They, 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 again, they did this. They employed this flashback thing, and they showed us a scene we've never seen before, which was cool. Of Karen having a conversation about when did he should tell her that he was he was Daredevil? Was it the end it of was, season two? It was toward the end of season two when he told her. Okay. Uh, was it like the very? I, I, no, I, I can't remember. I, I don't remember season two well enough. Um, but I don't know exactly when he told her. Um, but it seemed almost like we never got a conversation about it. I think it may have been like the last thing he did. I, I don't remember though. I'm really, really fuzzy on on season two. Or it could have happened in Defenders for all I know. Um, but I think it was mm-hmm. in Daredevil season two. And I think the reason. So so they moved the character to a different place in Defenders. Without, uh, it was sorry. It was the season two finale. Is when he told her. That's what I thought. Okay, that's what I was yeah. thinking happened, but I couldn't remember. Okay, so that fin- that's a genius way of doing it because they did that in the season finale, and then Defenders they they didn't have time for that conversation because they're trying to deal with this bigger Defenders world, and also they didn't want to have that very personal to Karen conversation uh, in Defenders because it's this big spectacle show. So they move the character on. They think he's dead, and now they're. They they allow they allow us to see that conversation while it has even more weight because Karen thinks he's dead and and Matt doesn't know if he'll ever see Karen again he's he's ready to be dead if, in a way and at the end oh we haven't discussed the end but at the end he's really ready to be dead I could not believe when he handed that character the pipe yeah that yeah. was dark as was, shit. and then he says he whispers God forgive me <clears throat> yeah. He, oh. he he he, oh. he knows so bad. he knows what he's doing. He knows that he's trying to kill himself. He's trying to commit suicide by thug, and it's 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 an incredibly emotional scene. <laughs> I, I don't know. No, it is. It's brutal, and oh man, <laughs> it's so hard to talk about because, like, I just I don't. I don't want to see him go down like that, you know? And it seems like that's all he wants. Yeah. 
I'm he okay. Did, I'm gonna be all right. I'm gonna just, be okay. It's just it's, I need a minute. <laughs> he doesn't have the, he doesn't have the strength to be, be himself again yet. Yet, and he's and, he's trying to find that strength within himself, and and the, and it, well, he actually no, he's not at this point. He's just giving up, and then the thug has mercy on him. Like that's it. It kind of felt more like uh, the cops are coming. Let's get out of here. Yeah, I don't know. He had, he had time to smash him if he wanted to. Like he could have gotten out of there. <laughs> just um, give him one good whack. I mean, he stood over that. He stood over him for a good minute with that pipe. Yeah. So I so I don't know. I, I think I think that the thug was and the, it even like they could have continued him. They like let's leave him, man, before the cops ever were coming. And then he like called them back and handed them the pipe. <laughs> don't um, go. You haven't killed me yet. Yeah. Some Ugh. some darkness, man. Some real darkness. And he he has a long he has a long way to go. Uh. So. I, I, yeah. He's got a long way to go to come back to being a hero. Uh. I mean, he did. That's the thing, though. He in that moment he saved the the lady and her dad, and um, he waited until they were safe and getting away. And then once he like once he ensured that they were safe and had gotten away, he was like, "Okay, now beat me to death." Yeah, yeah. He still wanted to die. Do he wanted he wanted to die being Daredevil, like doing the thing that he thinks he's like playing this sort of like mortal bet with God that what he's doing as Daredevil is the right thing. Yeah. Like if you let me live through all of it, then obviously this is the right thing to do. Well, I guess I would, I would say no, he's like ready to die and he's hoping that the, the actions he's taken as Daredevil will like get him into heaven. Um, I would say, like in that moment, he's like, "I'm, I'm, I'm, I'm betting that if I go out and do this one last good thing, and, and, and it'll, it'll like tip the scales and the balance, so that I can, so that I can die having fulfilled my purpose." Kind of, I don't know that, like, and I don't just mean, I don't just mean in the scene. I mean, like, all of his life as Daredevil, uh, he's kind of making this bet that the good he does as Daredevil outweighs the darkness that comes out of him. Cause I, I think he genuinely cares about his immortal soul and like, and, and forgiveness. He says it, God forgive me. It's, it's, it's just, it's, it's this trippy thing, man. I, I really like, I like where the show's going. I like how deep it's getting into that stuff. And I want to see what, and I, and they have this perfect relationship between Matt Murdock and this nun, uh, to have these conversations and really flesh out all these ideas. Um, yeah, super excited. Uh, foggy, foggy broke my heart. Uh, worrying about having delivered his suit to him in Defenders. Yeah, really broke my heart. God, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. His, the way that the way that Karen and Foggy are are taking all this responsibility, you know, Foggy taking it on himself, saying, you know, I brought him the suit, so, you know, I I facilitated, I I enabled him to get back to this yeah and i'm the one that killed him because of it like and then karen like karen fighting saying like no he's not dead like he can't be dead like i i know that he's not dead i have seen it on the show they have shown me this character yeah. going through rehabilitation but when she says that i'm like god karen no you gotta let him go mm-hmm. like i'm having that fight yeah <laughs> you know? you're like still they're they're so convincing 
as his friends, first off, like they've, they've, they've made us believe them as friends so well over the seasons. And now as actors in these scenes that we still feel their pain of his death, even though he, we know for a fact he's sitting there just training and, and, and all this, he said he'd never lie to her again. Yeah. Um, and I'm worried that this is all going to feel like another lie. The fact that he was missing all this time and he wasn't actually dead. Well, he doesn't want to have to deal with that. He wants to, you know, suicide by thug. So he won't, he like, he can be dead. Yeah. Well, he believes he has no one. He has no one left. He has no one left. I don't really fully understand that. I don't, I don't remember in Defenders where their relationship left off exactly. Um, But he knows he has Foggy. Like Foggy brought him the suit. And like, you should know that Foggy would feel responsible and i kind of feel like he's being a bit of a dick to foggy by not letting him know that he survived um yeah i mean if if foggy and karen find out he died in an alley by a thug like that'd just be horrible for them and i and i i think they need to think about him and i think he is doing kind of a bad by them by not revealing his 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 life his, his still still beating heart yep well man i'm ready yep. to watch yep. watch episode two how about you yeah, I um I I I would only say more in this episode about this episode or in our episode about this episode uh just by fanboying out and and making unintelligible phrases. So I think we should move on to the next one. Yeah. Uh well guys, it's great. If you haven't watched it, I don't know why you listen to all this, but uh, you should go watch it. Um, if you would like to reach out to us, hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us at 573-CAST-MCU. If you want to support the cast, patreon.com slash mcucast. This is a good time to do it, because we're going to be doing these episodes as fast as we can, but we only drop them in the regular feed once a day. But if you're a Patreon patron, you will get them as quick as possible. And I'm hoping by, like, middle of this week, we can finish all three, 13 episodes. So probably about <laughs> the pace you watch them, we'll be able to post them over on the Patreon and those patrons get them like right away. Um, but if you want to listen on the normal feed, we'll be here once a day. So, you know, if you're, if, if, if you've been thinking about subscribing on the Patreon, it's a great time to do it um, during these Netflix series. Uh, all right, guys, we love you. Thank you so much. Until next time, true believers. True believers.